Hey, this is Leva Bates, and you're listening to the Oversell Podcast. Da 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 da. You better enjoy it or else. It is episode 93, and we've got a very special guest. Fred from the K Fabe Connection is here. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am Mike. And joining us this week, he is back, he's got a mic, and he's more pissed off than ever, and he's got some words for you kids, and I'm pretty sure it's, just deal with it. It's He is at the letter K, F-A-B-E connection on Twitter, Fred Feltner from the K-Fabe connection. Fred, I'm so happy to have you on, bud. Man, I wouldn't miss this show for the world. I love this show, and I love you, man. Hey, man, I love you, too. It's good to have you on. Uh, man, uh, what's the word on the street with the Fabe connection? Man, I feel like I need the Eric Bischoff uh, old... <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> yeah, basically with the podcast, uh, uh, I had you know personal stuff. My father was ill. Uh, we thought there were tumors involved. The, you know, the doctor told us that at least. Um, and it turned out being less dire than originally broadcasted. So I actually took a sabbatical and went back home to take care of him. And, uh, you know, everything worked out with him, thankfully. He's in good health now. So uh, you just kind of, it's one of those things. You step away from it a little bit and you kind of miss it, but you don't. And, and then you just get that itch for it again. So I, I, I'm really itchy right now, basically. <laughs> That's the new theme song for That's the it. That's it. I remember I remember there was a gimmick where they were doing something and they had to do like a singing contest and Eric Bischoff sang that. It was against Stone Cold or something <laughs> and he sang that and it's like that's yeah. not really singing. Come on, man, you can do better than that and yeah, this we oh. went to a we went to a raw in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, we stopped off at the first gas station to fill up because it's like a you know a two and a half hour drive to get back home. And I was washing up in the bathroom, and uh, my cousin was out there you know getting some snacks. And I come out of the bathroom, and he's like, "Dude, you missed it." I'm like, "What?" And he's Eric Bischoff was in here asking for directions. I told him, you know, have a good show and all that. I'm like, oh, God. So I missed my one opportunity to meet former Raw GM Eric Bischoff. You know, uh, uh, we had, a, I remember one thing about what, what during that run was when Stone Cold became kind of like the sheriff of Raw and he debuted the four wheeler on, <laughs> on Raw in Memphis. I was going to bring that up too if you didn't. And man. I thought we thought he killed Rob Van Dam because Rob Van Dam went out the side of the match at the end of the match. It's still cold. From our seats, you know, we we could just barely see the bottom of like the ring steps, and Rob Van Dam had fallen out of the ring, and he's down, you know, where we can't see him between the ring and the barricade. And then Stone Cold comes flying down the ramp on the on the four wheeler. He hits that corner, and his back tire hits the ring uh, steps. And we thought it was Rob Van Dam. So we're like, oh, shit, he's, he's done. He just ran over RVD. 
Fun stuff, fun stuff, fun stuff, fun stuff. Uh, man, we got a paper. We actually have two pay per views this Sunday. One I'm I'm probably not going to get to watch is the Ring of Honor War of the Worlds in Toronto. Right. Uh, looks like it's going to be an all right card. Um, but we also have Payback this weekend. Which before we get into that, I want to ask you guys this: What do you think of the Universal Title? Oh what? yeah, there is a Universal Title, isn't what there? Is that? The, the fruit roll-up with the WWE logo on it that I've not seen on television. It's, it's incredible. Like We were excited when Finn Balor won that time. I mean, this guy came yeah. from NXT, and he was the very first WWE Universal Champion and then had to relinquish it the next night. And then I was even more excited when Kevin Owens was your next champion, and he carried that belt for a while. And now it's gone on two part-timers since that we've seen on Raw a total of eight times this year and just if that, that yeah i mean it, it just makes this a title just feel who cares it, it's very who cares right now is, I- is brock gonna defend it before the 30 days or is that it, it doesn't matter doesn't matter brock brock could fail you saw test and he'll be just fine in the graces <laughs> of the wwe so who gives a shit about a 30 30 day title rule but not even with just the universal title, but look at the WWE championship. Uh, as, you know, as you guys probably already know, the universal title, there's not been a rematch invoked at all. Correct. Period, ever. Yes. Yeah. Ever. So, and I know such long lineage in history, but yeah. you look at the <laughs> WWE title. Why is Bray Wyatt, this, Randy Orton burned this dude's house down and then went and did the, the legend killer pose on him, burned his house down. We don't know what happened to Sister Abigail. Did she burn up in that? Is she a zombie? Like, did Eric Rowan save her? It's like a soap opera, right? We don't know. But this guy should be pissed. And he has one match and makes spooky things happen on the ring mat and a very underwhelming match. And then that's it. He doesn't care about the title anymore. The title he lost on the first defense. Like, it's just stuff like that where, you know, I was telling my wife about this, you know, as an aside, like, it's times like this where you can't, even as a wrestling fan, you can't justify this stuff. You're, you know, like if you have a casual friend that just sits down and goes, "Oh, what are you watching?" and you show them like that match at WrestleMania, they're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but even to a casual fan, uh, it's just logic. It's just it's logic, and and Vince McMahon apparently thinks that. Wrestling fans don't use logic, or if you do, then you're just being, you know, quote unquote, a mark, and your opinion doesn't matter because you've never taken a bump before. It's just this weird theory, I guess. On well, we can just do whatever we want, make up our own rules as we go, and like you had said at the top of the podcast, deal with it. Like, okay, so Jinder Mahal's the new number one contender. We could we could table that at a later time tonight on this episode, but (laughs) he's he's cutting a promo. And Orton, like, just comes down the ring. He's like, just looks at him, and he's like, I'm going to turn my attention to Bray Wyatt in this House of Horror match that's randomly not for the title anymore on a Raw pay-per-view. And it's just, like I said, logic, continuity. When those things get involved and they're so flawed, how do you take anything, not just the title's picture, but how do you take any of the stories seriously? And and especially if you don't get a payoff, because as wrestling fans, that's what we live for is the payoff. We live for Seth Rollins cashing in and you're hugging strangers at a bar or high fiving (laughs) your buddies and you're marking out like that's what we live for. That's what we watch this for. There's no 
payoff to really anything? What's the payoff to anything in wrestling right now? You know, in, in terms of WWE, that's a great question because I cannot remember the last time I just I was very at the end of a match I was like, man, that payoff. I, I, I was, just, you know, I was just I can't remember that last time. Just um, at the end of a match, maybe jump out of my chair like, holy shit, yes, yes. I, I can't remember that a moment like that. Was it the Kevin Owens getting the Universal Title? Oh yeah, for me that, it was. That that was a good one. I mean, you know, I can remember moments that may I get here's one. Here's one. The um so friendships, the celebration of friendship or the friendship festival or whatever yeah. that was. That one, I guess that was the time that I thought there was a at least a great payoff for the end of that cuz it was gr- the whole the whole segment was great and then the final turn at the end was just incredible. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot. I guess that's the, the last Hardys return. Yeah, yeah, the Hardys did come back win the WWE Tag Team Titles, I guess. Yeah. For me, it was cool because I was in Orlando at the ROH show, so like I just met them and got their autograph, and then saw them in a great match with the Bucks. You know, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I met them a couple of weeks ago or before that at uh, um, what is it, Memphis Lucha Libre Wrestling out there in Club Tropicana. Um, what's that word? What, that sounds like a strip club. <laughs> I, it may have been at well, some point. I think it was at one point. <laughs> but uh, Club Tropicana out on Lamar. That's what yeah. it is. Um, so, hey, some quick local news. Uh, if you're in the area, uh, you've got RSWF Wrestling this Saturday night. Uh, let me get the address of the place. Of course, I'm not that ready for this. But they got a big name coming this Sunday, Saturday. And who is that big name? You might know him if you watch Impact Wrestling. Any guesses? E-C-3. You've got Bishop Cage, wow. the, the human juggernaut, Bishop Cage, taking on Ethan Carter the third from TNA. This is the second <coughs> big star they've had come from, I'd say TNA, come from Impact. Impact. Yeah. Come down there, and word on the street is, here soon, Sammy Callahan's going to be coming to this place. So if these guys are bringing in talent just for one night for this, that says something about the company to me. It's not. It's the. This is a chance for something in Memphis wrestling to really build itself up. In you know, you, you to me, you still have territories like on the West Coast. You have PWG. You have Lucha Underground. You know, up north, what do you have up there, Fred? Uh, real. I mean, there isn't really much. I mean, in the Midwest, we have AAW. That's the one I was thinking. Uh, which runs shows in Chicago. There, AAW to me is. Uh, Kind of trying to be the PWG of the Midwest. Uh, uh, there's a whole kind of kind of beef that I have with them on a past show that involved Hernandez and uh, Eddie Kingston. I'll, I'll I'll stay off that. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll stay off that. I think we we'll talk about that off the air. But um, I haven't been to a show since. I know Dave Prater went on and just gave like a half-ass apology of like, well, I know him in real life, and that was just a kayfabe moment, and he didn't mean it. So come to our shows. Uh, but we have Glo- Glory Pro, yeah, yeah. which is uh, easy to have a Freudian slip when you start a word with Glory. Uh, <laughs> Michael Elgin's promotion that runs out of um, it's it's Alton, Illinois, basically it's St. Louis, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, I saw Matt Riddle put on a clinic there uh, with Elgin. There's uh, tons of talent that comes through there as well. Uh, it's pretty much the the cream of the crop from the indie scene. 
uh, of course, because Elgin runs it. So he's going to be able to, to pay and to have the connections to get these people to book them. So uh, Glorypool, I'm actually wanting to check out a show there. So it's 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 what you would love out of an indie. It's just a cozy little uh, intimate setting you know, you know with, the, with some of the best wrestlers in the world. So and I think uh, those tr- are the two that. I could think of right now. And I think Trina does some stuff with Glory Pro. Trina, the I always get her um the the Marky Smart on mm-hmm. Twitter. I think she does Oh Trina, yeah. I think she does some work with Glory Pro or she, she's a yeah, she's a big advocate. She did ring announcing, I know, for them. Uh she's a huge advocate for indie wrestling in general, from what I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But especially with Glory Pro, she's a she's a big advocate for them. So. Also yeah, this Saturday. NXT in yeah, South Haven, NXT Mississippi. In South Haven. Uh, I think they've uh, saw some pictures of who's going to be there. I know Oscar's going to be there. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, okay. So Bobby Roode, from the advertisement I've seen, Bobby Roode, Hideo Itami, Johnny Gargano, Nikki Cross. Oh, Nikki. Oh, man, I hate I'm going to miss Nikki Cross. No way, Jose, Peyton Royce. Ruby Riot, I guess is that that's um Heidi Lovelace. Heidi Lovelace. Yeah. Shout out shout out to Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> Sawyer Fulton, uh Tommaso Ciampa, Eric Young, Ember Moon, uh Asuka, Billy Kay, and Andrade Cien Almas will be here at South Haven. So if you can go check that show out, I'm sure pretty sure it's gotta be close to being sold out. But yeah. the uh RSWF show is going to be at thirty seven fifteen South Perkins Drive. So get out there and go see EC three. I'm they're gonna be doing a fifteen it's fifteen dollars to get in VIP for a meet and greet, ten dollars after that, and then go visit the merch table for EC3, get you a signed autograph, get you a picture with them, you know, drop your 20 bucks because that's how they get these people to come back is from people buying merch and buying autographs and buying pictures with them and stuff like that. So get out there to RSWF and support local Memphis wrestling if you are in Memphis. It's all good. Hey, Derek. Hey. Real quick, uh, while we're plugging shows, if I could just give the proper plug to Ring of Honor because the city and the date was incorrect, so I just want to plug it. Uh, the Ring of Honor New Japan War the Worlds pay-per-view is Friday, May 12th. Um, uh, and it's actually going to be at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Okay. And uh, the pre-show begins at 8.45 p.m. Eastern time, so 9 Eastern time for bell time. Uh, it It's a solid card. And they announced on ROH's Twitter either today or yesterday, but for the first time ever, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace, is taking on Adam Cole, baby. Oh, uh, wow. It's going to be an incredible match. There's uh, some other stuff. Uh, I know the Bucks are defending against a couple Los Ingobernable members. Uh, Naito and hey, Bushi. Fred, let me stop uh, you right yeah. there. How, oh, go ahead. How, how impressed are you that I can now say Los Ingobernables de Japón? That's hilarious. Man, Rosetta Stone <laughs> pays off, man. <laughs> Fred, you mean Fred Stone cuz I, I remember uh one Fred time Stone. I, I one time I just just said it so incorrectly and I got a text from Fred. It's Los <laughs> in Gabernables. I'm like, "Oh." I and I haven't forgotten it since. <laughs> Hablo español en la universidad por seis años. Whatever. So, Whatever. Yeah. I spoke Spanish for six years in college. <laughs> a little translation Anyways. for you. We're bringing some. We're bringing some Hispanic flavor <laughs> to the Oversell podcast. Bringing some knowledge. Gringo, gringo Hispanic. Bring, bringing flavor. that lucha. 
to the Oversell Podcast. Put in wrestling. Anyway, I'm hey, sorry. Lucha, sorry to interrupt. Lucha, man. What about Lucha Underground? What happened? Well, you know, maybe this break is well needed because may. I don't know. This last this third season, well, I'm not going to say it hasn't been as good as the other two. I still enjoy it because it's a different product for me, and I, I just enjoy watching it. Um, but it, it's it, the season hasn't been strong strong to me at all. Like I said, I still enjoy it though, and I'm not. I'm going to watch right. it every week. But some, you know, Cobra Moon abducting the uh, what dra- Drago. Drago, yeah. And all of a sudden, he can, you know, him breathing fire or something. Like, okay, I, I can dis- suspend my disbelief that much, but you know, that's kind of wonky. And there's they seem to leave so many storylines just kind of open. Like, who is the guy? Who is the Doctor Claw figure, and is he now inhabiting the body of Brian Cage or something like that? You know, that I I did like the way this last one ended with Marty the Moth being tied up by his sister yeah. Mariposa, uh, and he's just laughing the whole time. Marty the Moth is such a cool dude. That dude is so <laughs> cool. But you know, I I enjoy it. But yeah, this season has not been strong to me. I mean, the best I can remember was the payoff for, you know, as you know, Pentagon Jr. and Vampiro. Vampiro. Oh, my God. Yeah, some of the best storytelling in wrestling, period, in the last, you know, five years. Yep, I agree. But, I mean, I just can't pick what's, what's wrong with this season. It just seems like they're opening a lot up but not closing anything, if that makes sense. It, it harkens back to the point we were making previously about the payoffs. Look at Look at Pentagon and Matanza. That match pissed me off. You know, because Pentagon did the whole Brock Lesnar on Cena at SummerSlam treatment, and then he gets cracked in the head once, and, you know, by Cueto, and Matanza gets the win. You're like, he didn't hit any offense. And you're thinking, okay, we're going into season three. He'll win, gift of the gods. There will be some payoff. Nope. Yeah. The booking of Pentagon (laughs) here in this the past, I think he should have, I think a better storyline would have been having him come out as pentagon dark and that's when he wins the lucha underground title to end season two yes that would have that just would have been that would have been a great payoff but who knows now you got all this crap going on with triple a and who knows what's going to happen with lucha underground which apparently triple a has a new partnership with impact and uh lucha underground wrestlers can wrestle but they can't use their lucha underground characters which I saw a tweet that Ricochet sent out. He was pissed off because he can't yeah. wrestle for Ring of Honor, but yet these everybody can go wrestle for Impact. Which right. it does. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm losing track of what name to refer Pentagon Junior to as. Like he's like the P Diddy of pro wrestling. Now. Like, <laughs> Puff Daddy, Puff P Dizzle. Like what is your name, dude? He's had like six different names. Yeah, Penta. I think he, right now he's Penta Zero M or something M like that. Zero or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, who knows? Uh, you know, maybe it'll pick up. I think it should be coming back here in the next couple of months. So, who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll have some big stuff in store for the second half of this third season, which they need to pick it up because I, 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 you know, who knows how long that show has on El Rey? Granted, yeah. it's one of their bigger shows, right? Other than Knight Rider and Airwolf during <laughs> Airwolf. the day. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what what's the uh, Delta Force with Chuck Norris? Like one of the worst cheesiest movies ever. Like you can probably catch that one on there, dude. Watching they play the, they play the same song for like two hours. It's just <laughs> one song. <laughs> it's just a two hour long Chuck Norris music video. Yeah, 
Yeah, basically. But seeing Ernest Borgnine fly a technologically advanced helicopter <laughs> is just worth it to me. You know, actually, I'm going to segue off into wrestling. I'm going to mention a funny Ernest Borgnine story. He was on a TV show one time, and uh-huh. someone asked him, they, they look. He, he's like, you know, you look great for your age. What is the secret to your success? And he's like, oh, well, he whispers, and everyone can hear him whisper. He goes, I masturbate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing Ernest Borgnine say that was just hilarious. I, mean, I had to get that out there. But, yeah, who knows? Terrific. I, I, I just I, I hope it picks up for Lucha Underground because I enjoy the show and I want it around because it's something different because I I just get tired of the same old shit from the WWE. Granted, right now they're doing I think some great work with Braun Strowman. I think he it's Raw. It's his show now to me. Um, Still losing matches, but yeah. Well, but he lost in a smart way to and and Kalisto got caught something for you know <laughs> it's a sneaky win for he i mean it was just the what do you call it the um unexpected win by the baby face you know using his wits right to win. i had no problem with it because he caught him ass whooping afterwards now i still think the week before when braun was carrying him around he should have slung him around like the hulk slung loki <laughs> because if he could do that to a human being you know he would have been so over it's not even funny <laughs> so do we want to get into payback uh, we can do did, that. Did you finish with Ring of Honor? What other? I, I, I'm sorry, I cut you off from that, Fred. <sighs> it was so no, long yeah, ago. Yeah. No, you you can uh, you can watch it on the Fight app. Uh, it should work for Android or Apple phones, either or. Just uh, download the Fight app. You can watch it through there. Uh, if you don't want to squint at a tiny screen and watch Ring of Honor, uh, you can also go to rohwrestling.com and uh, order it through there. If you're a ringside member, you actually get a certain percentage off of the show. I believe it's uh, 10%. Uh, so that's a nice little deal to, to knock it off. And the, um, the iPay-Per-View is usually cheaper than the pay-per-view. So if you want to go that route and just stream, you can go to ROHwrestling.com or just check your your you know your local cable providers for the pay-per-view. So. Is Kushida wrestling at this show? I think he's re- yes. Yes, he's wrestling the man's man, Silas Young, right? Uh, he, there's a, there's a whole week of shows. I actually have tickets to the Dearborn one and that's the match that's going on. I'm pissed off. Uh, I'm not going to vent on your show. We got to get to me back, but I'm at the point with the card that's being announced for the, the Dearborn show, uh, that I'm just going to sell my ticket. Like they have Tetsuya Naito going up against that Punisher Martinez dude who, uh, at Supercard of Honor. People were oh, referring to him as Nakamura because he he's basically a Samoan Nakamura. He's got like the tribal tats, but this dude wore like red leather pants, and so this dude gets into the ring and the whole crowd is doing the oh, <laughs> <laughs> doing the Nakamura chant. I'm like, really? We're gonna get this guy versus Naito, and it, the card is just abysmal. The uh, the main event is Matt Taven versus Christopher Daniels. For the ROH Championship. That's the Dearborn main event. Uh, the New York City and the Toronto shows are the best shows, especially Toronto because Kenny Omega is going to be wrestling with the Bucks. The Elite. Be the Elite. Elite. There you go. Uh, yeah, let's, so. let's talk about one more thing before we get to payback. Um, saw a report yesterday. Katsuyori Shibata is still handicapped on his right side. He has to have another surgery in May, and uh, this is gonna this is it for him. I believe. I don't think there's anything coming back because he has to have a quality of life and it just it sucks so much because 
his, his all of his matches this year to me have just been incredible. Mm-hmm. Hell, all of his matches since I first watched him, I think I first watched him at Wrestle Kingdom 10 because that's when Fred and my boy Shaggy were on my ass to watch, to watch some <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I watched Wrestle Kingdom 10. I watched this match with Tomohiro Ishii and Katsuyori Shibata. And these two guys were just beating the hell out of each other for 20 minutes. And I'm like, this is incredible. And I, I've been a fan of the guy since. I've been a super mark for him. And it just it sucks to read that he's probably never going to get to wrestle again because he threw a super – I showed Abby that headbutt. And she squints when you hear that, you yeah. just hear that quick little sound, yep. and it, it it was just a disgusting headbutt, and it just sucks to hear. Mike, what are your thoughts? I mean, it sucks when any any wrestler. I mean, even if you're you know whether you're a fan of them or not. I mean, when you hear you know their career could be over just because of you know what they do in the ring. I mean, they're I mean basically you know they're they're really giving their life for you know the entertainment of us basically and it's you know hopefully it's not as bad as they're saying and you know it there's a quick turnaround and he gets to come back but he wants to he wants to i don't th- oh, i yeah. think you'd have to kill him to keep him out of the ring but you know I, I i i there's a small there's a very very small part in my brain saying this is this is a work and I, when i say that i mean it's like one percent of my brain saying this is a work it's yeah. a work he's gonna come back <laughs> But then reality kicks in. I'm like, he's not going to come back. Fred, your thoughts on Katsuyori Shibata? Oh, I'm not looking forward to all the quasi YouTube slash wrestling podcast shows that are going to be like, is the indie pure style too uh, much, too difficult for wrestlers? Should they stay away from hitting certain moves? Like, God, there's going to be nine thousand podcasts talking about that. Uh, he's an MMA fighter. He left New Japan. He, he had you know backstage heat uh, with the New Japan officials because he went and uh, he had a good thing going to New Japan. He wanted to go out and do MMA, so he knows how to fight for real. Uh, and I don't say that as a derogatory statement towards right, wrestling, yeah. right. but we get it. Uh, but with that real style, he's selling it, and and he's he's good at what he does. He is. There are a few badasses in wrestling, and not that you have to be a badass to be a wrestler because. There, we could name a ton of wrestlers who we look at, and if you were walking down an alley, you'd kind of be like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> but he is one of the few certifiable badasses in wrestling. It sucks. It's a huge blow because uh, Naito was the one talent in New Japan that I always felt, same with Haruki Goto, uh, they're the talents that were kind of outside of the limelight of the Nakamura's, the Okada's, the Tanahashi's. We're talking like the past several years, of course, Nakamura's in WWE now, but they were kind of on the outside looking in, and Naito had a little run, and now, you know, Los Ingobernables de Japón, they're taking <laughs> over and everything, but uh, Shibata was that one guy. I thought, man, we're gonna, we're probably going to get a payoff of him winning the IWGP heavyweight title. And it just sucks because he, you can, you, there's times in wrestling you can just feel someone's on the cusp. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was or, like, it's organic. He was on the cusp. He was having five star after five star match. It didn't matter who you put him with. He, God, he wrestled Yuji Nagata in a feud. Yuji Nagata is what, 48? He's close to 50. I always tease and say he looks like a, a substitute math teacher. <laughs> but, like, Eugene Nagata's a badass. Yeah, he's dude. 40, he's out there killing people. Like, 
is much respect to guys like that. Um, and that's the new Japan thing too, is longevity. Uh, you know, they take little side deals and TV deals and stuff, but it's not as prevalent as it is in WWE. There's a, a real sense of longevity there. They got guys in their fifties who actually work longer than four minute matches. So it's just sad. (laughs) It's really sad. I just want him to be in health. It's it's similar to the Daniel Bryan thing. As long as he's healthy, I can't be a selfish wrestling fan with no uh, connection to him whatsoever. Other than I, he's one of my top 10 favorite wrestlers. I just want him to be healthy. That's all that matters. If he wrestles again, great. If not, it's a huge blow to, not just New Japan, but just to the wrestling world, because we really had a, a rising star right in front of our eyes, and it's just it sucks to see him go out um, like that. At least it's out on a high note, I guess. Is the glass half full? That match with Okada was oh insane. God. Yep. Uh, refresh my memory. Nagata is that the one? Is he the dude? Blue Justice is that who I'm? Am I thinking of the right guy? Yeah. Yeah, Eugene. Yeah, Eugene who does, Nagata, who does, uh, who does that. Yeah. Who does that disarmer and then rolls his eyes up into his head? Yeah, that that dude trips me out. I love. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yep. love you know one th- dude who pisses me off in New Japan, and I don't know. I, actually, I know what it is. Tai Chi. <laughs> he comes out. Yes. He's singing into a microphone. Good. You can see that there's nothing plugged into the XLR port of it, but yet he's still <laughs> Taguchi. Uh, to, to, I love Taguchi, man. That dude makes me laugh. I love Taguchi. Do you know Tai Chi is the one? He's the opera dude in um, Suzuki oh, Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're. That dude about just it. annoys the hell out of me when he comes to the ring. You know what else is great about New Japan Pro Wrestling? Japanese stripper buttholes. <laughs> man, the Japanese Tokyo, Tokyo pimps, baby. That's right. The Japanese they the, when the when he brings out his ladies, they are all about showing the buttholes. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, if we could get away from buttholes just for a moment, I have a homework assignment for you. Okay. Uh, go to YouTube, type in Global Impact, colon. Ah, see what we did there? <laughs> the, grammatical colon, the grammatical colon, not the biological colon. And then Kurt Angle versus Eugene Nagata. This okay. is from uh, several years ago, obviously, when Kurt was over there, but... If you, if for anybody, not just you, that that's your homework assignment for okay. this week. Go I'll watch what you got on Kurt Angle. Okay. Right. Well, do we want to get into the payback card now? I think we put it off enough. I got one more quick thing. <laughs> oh God, it's it's a no, quick I'm thing. I'm kidding, kidding. Do you want to take the garbage out? Do you want to wash the dishes? Do you want to pay bills? <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Mike? Uh, last week at Grizzlies game, uh, a couple a couple f- uh, friends of the show showed up again, just like they did last year in the playoffs. Alan Steele and Derek King oh, showed up. Lord, what did they do? Were they the Texas boys again? <laughs> the Texas barbecue boys. Oh, Texas barbecue sucks. They had they tried to set up this barbecue like contest. It was like rendezvous ribs versus some Texas barbecue brisket. Yeah. And they had Rob Fisher, one of the sideline reporters, judge it, which Obviously, you know how it's going to go anyway. Yeah, yeah. But the same thing they did last year, they had this little montage video of, you know, so you know who they are. And I'm sure you can find it online, but it's hilarious watching this video because my two favorite parts, one, Alan Steele sitting there and it shows him like doing uh, like bicep curls and the dumbbell he has, all it says is heavy. You can't see how much weight it is. It just says heavy. 
And then there's no real way to describe this, but there's one one little like probably five second clip of just Alan Still standing over a flaming grill spraying the uh, lighter fluid on it. And it just plays back and forth. And the look in his eye is just so unnerving because he is so serious about this this fire. But eventually, you know, they lose the the contest or whatever and then Grizz pours barbecue sauce all over them and they freak out but and then they go get paid 300 bucks or something yeah probably yeah Yeah. but it it was good to see them there again it it was funny you've got to look up that video I know you can find it online you know if you go to RSWF you can see Alan Steele himself he's part of the most scenarios with most eagle Mm -hmm. and the human juggernaut Bishop Cage which Bishop Cage to me is one of the best workers in Memphis right now and he's scary He's extremely scary. <laughs> and he's scary. When he comes out to the ring, I my ch- I back my chair up a little bit because I just don't want to be close to the dude because he scares the shit out of me. Can we go on to payback now? Speaking of yeah, things that scare me, how bad is this paper going to be? That's going to scare me. Hey, there's going to be at least three minutes that are entertaining probably. Dude, this is one of those ones like I, I typically, if I'm not attending the show, I'll have you know a little shindig over at my place, get the fire pit going, food, wife makes delicious food, and you know, get six to eight people to come over this is one of those like we said do you want to come over and mow my lawn like it's like one of those requests. do you want to come over and do you want to come over and watch payback can you find uh, six people that want to watch this can you come over and help me clean my gutters we'll watch payback <laughs> no and no <laughs> let's go through the card let's all right starting off on the kickoff Ms. tv segment with finn balor as the guest that's why, that's where Finn Balor is. Why now. is Miz not wrestling on the card? Why is Finn Balor not? Why why <laughs> is Samoa Joe wrestling on this card? Yes. Okay. Which to me, Samoa Joe still not being a part of WrestleMania. That's going to be my new moan of the year. Does like it, every year, does Sheik have anything to say about it? Yeah. Uh, but you know, every year, like if for a while, it was the Ascension. For uh, it was, <laughs> which they lost again this week. <laughs> which for a while it was the Natalia stuff every week. Samoa Joe not being at WrestleMania, not being involved at WrestleMania mm-hmm. at all, not even during the Seth Rollins Triple H match, him not being involved at all is fucking bullshit. Well, Derek, we talked about that off podcast. Uh, it was a lovely beaver who works backstage, known as Kevin Dunn. <laughs> it's heavily speculated, and you know, uh, it's it seems pretty true from the sources. I don't want to sound like a an ESPN person. Oh. Uh, oh. Too soon, too soon. Too soon? Too soon? I love how people are acting like they got cancer. Like, our condolences go up. No, never mind. We'll get off that. But it it's it's crazy to me just looking at what could have been, and, and you don't want to look in hindsight, but what could have been just by Cena proposing to Nikki Bella. Like, it's like the butterfly effect. Like, no, don't step on the but No! Like, the mania could have looked completely completely different this is where we're at right now uh we're post mania this is the first show or is it just me or is it stuff like balor being out and samoa joe on raw and even like with the hardys do you kind of feel like it's almost how, how the dudleys were it's just raw is such a fun vacuum that regardless of who's on it, it it's hard to get into like, is, is that why we're not hyped about the show? There's several stars that we're excited about, but why is it that we're just not excited about this show? Uh, 
I don't know. One, the main title of that brand is not being defended. Absolutely. <laughs> and they're having the champion of the other brand not defending the title exactly. on this show. Exactly. <laughs> so what matter. your highest your highest defended title is going to be what? The IC belt? The US belt? United States. Yeah. Is the IC belt being defended? No. Dean Ambrose Dean Ambrose isn't even on the No, he's not on the card. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Let's just do the dishes. Miz TV with <laughs> But again, you know, the United States title isn't technically on Raw. Yeah. It, it's being it defended on a Raw no pay-per-view. And did you hear why they did a superstar shakeup? Because hmm. Vince hates the word draft. Yeah. Ah. I dodged a draft in the 70s. <laughs> I can't dodge another one. So uh, the guy that I gave millions of dollars to, but that's a different story. Uh, Brock Lesnar's going to be off TV, and we're not going to have the universal title. I know. Let's not have the world heavyweight title defended on the card either. But they call it, you know, a Raw exclusive pay-per-view. But Randy Orton, Kevin Owens. <laughs> Kevin Owens. Randy Orton. Just... They should just call it the super, like, people go places. Like, welcome to the people go, some people go to places. WWE show. in your house, people go places. Do they even need to do a draft or a, a superstar shakeup anymore? I mean, can't they just occasionally be like, you know, hey, this this guy was just traded I like, out of see, nowhere? Yeah, actually, I think throughout the year, GM, like, you should see Kurt Angle talking to Daniel Bryan on the phone. Like, hey, man, yeah, or they're meeting in public. And right. They sh- there should be trades throughout the year. I think that's a way to keep it fresh without having to wait till this one ultimate moment of the draft or whatever, which you, you know my thoughts on the draft. They should totally rip off the NFL, NBA draft, however you, they want to do it and do it that way. But, yeah, trade talent. Hey, man, I'll give you – I'll give you – Randy Orton and this guy for <laughs> Ava Marie in this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little, uh, yeah, Flint Trap humor. Yeah, Great Jackie Moon. But anyway, um, so Miz, so one of the stars, superstars of Raw, who has had a tremendous year on SmackDown, mm-hmm. is now hosting Miz TV with Finn Balor. At the beginning, he's not even wrestling for anything. Whatever, okay. I'm sure that it's going to end up in some sort of a fight or something like that, and hopefully, I, I, to tell you the truth, I really it's don't just care. So convoluted, dude. Yeah, like, it's... Bal- like Balor was interrupted by Wyatt. Miz looked like he was in a feud with Nakamura. Like, there's just so much shit. <laughs> just the following ad is being condensed with for your viewing convenience. Whoops! <laughs> I just the Geico, saved the whole bunch. Oh well, keep going, keep going. I turned it. You there. just interrupted a beautiful rant with. Go Geico. ahead, yeah. keep going, keep going, keep going. It's a fucking YouTube no, thing. I was pulling up. Keep going. <laughs> that's okay. No, but there's so many just, is Orton feuding with Wyatt or is he feuding with Jinder Mahal? Is Miz feuding with Nakamura or is he feuding with Finn Balor because he's going to be on Miz TV? Like who, it, and, and even after Cena left, he was dressing like Cena. It's it, it just, it's so obvious that the show is being rewritten after, like right before the show starts. Like they have no clue. And when I say they pronouns, pal, I mean one guy. <laughs> They, it's, it just, it's so, it's like, you know, the refrigerator magnets with the words and the letters and you can like make a story out of it or a sentence. Yep. It's just almost like they just have, like they just put those words on it and they're just like, yeah, let's do it. 
no, no explanation. Like, yeah, those two names look good on the marquee against one another. And, but Vince, what about no, no? It's that, just, that looks good. We'll do that. You know, it's very circa WCW, right before the end, where Mean Gene Okerlund's asking, "Hey, what are we going to do tonight?" And Eric Bischoff's like, "I don't know yet. Leave me alone." He's like, "It's five <laughs> minutes before the show starts." <laughs> that's what it is, though. That's what it, it yeah. seems like. That's what it is. I mean. SmackDown just seems to have it all together to me. They have better writing. You know, it's a shorter show. You don't have to plan it as much. It seems like it's a totally different... Co- like, you, you can't believe that this is all one company yeah. running both yeah, of these shows. Yeah, it off, yeah. And, you know, exactly. I, 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 at first I was, like, I was questioning the whole Jinder Mahal thing. And I, I really liked what, the way they did it because, you know, how much would people have complained if Sami Zayn would have won that match and then lost to Orton? People would have yeah. been... So I like that Jinder Mahal won, and it also gives the air of anything can happen on SmackDown. Right. Yeah. So, Look at Breezango. Look at Breezango, dude. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Well, Especially I mean, it was against the Ascension, so, I mean, you kind of knew that was going to happen. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but you see what we're, what we're getting at with this, though. But Vince gets the ultimate write-off. He gets the sign-off on both shows. So the difference is the writing. The NXT writers are on SmackDown. That, to me, is like... That's the difference maker. And it, it's hilarious to me, the fans who complain about, oh, they don't build new stars. They don't build new stars. Super Cena and Reigns and blah, blah, blah. Then you get something different. It's like, well, no, because I didn't want that different one. I want the other different one. Right. It, it, that is annoying if we can play devil's advocate on that end. Um, the, the greatest thing to come out of this Jinder Mahal thing was the meme of him hanging out of the limo from SmackDown last night with the <laughs> title, and it said Thug Life, and he had, and he had the, the spliff in his mouth and like the sunglasses. The legendary. I, I love it. Jinder to win the belt. That'd be great. people off because Randy Orton sucks. Right, yeah, and he's a prick, too. Like, a just, boring prick. Yeah, yeah. Completely agree. Um, I think Dan is going to join us here, here in just a minute, so uh, we'll go through the rest of the payback card, and we'll go ahead and take a break now so I can get him in. Uh, okay. We'll be right back. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back, and look who decided to join us a little late tonight. I'm sorry. I was playing softball. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can't blame you getting out, going out there and getting some athletic ability. But now Dan's here, Fred's here, Mike's here, Derek's here. Let's talk payback. We've already talked about the dumb pre-show with Miz taking with Miz having Valor on Miz TV. Who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> there's actually a kickoff <laughs> match. Also, what is the? There's a kickoff match too. Yeah. What's the kickoff match? Enzo and Cass versus the Club. Is this for the WWE Tag Team Championships? No. Oh, no. Okay, no. Okay. Well, that's right, because yeah, the Hardys are the, the Hardys tag team. Oh, yeah. I'm so stupid. This is just um, a little grudge match on the kickoff show. Okay. Yay, the club. I'm glad the club you know, gave up all their money and prestige in Japan to come over here in the WWE, win a tag title for what? How long did they have the tag WWE? T- uh, a couple of months? A cup of coffee. As long as it takes to cook some coffee. hot pockets. Two and a half minutes for two. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it it's just sucks that they gave up all that money and prestige over there in Japan to come over here and be on pay-per-view pre-shows. Now, granted, they're getting to spend more time with their families and blah, 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 blah. But, you well, know, they, P- they, had, they had a good George run in... Presents. They had a good run in uh, Southpaw, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. That, 
they they actually they I gotta say they stole the show in Southpaw Championship Wrestling. Yes, they did. You put you had Greg the Hammer Valentine put me in an arm bar for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, too bad, and Rex Ferguson. Such yeah, great stuff. he showed up with one eye patch, and then the next clip he had both eye yeah. patches on. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody could just help me to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff great stuff but yeah um i really i i don't know there's uh, i mean i hope uh, i would love to see an ass whooping by the club just because i think i'm I'm over enzo and big cats and my dog obviously hates it no. that's twice this episode she's gone nuts so what do you disagree with on the main show that's what the dog's saying that's right so, uh, thoughts on the match? Anybody want to comment on it? Uh, to me, I, I'm just I'm over the way they've treated the club since they've come to the WWE. You, yeah, you had Balor teaming up against them, which was weird. And uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because the commentary I, it drowns, just the noise goes away. Uh, did they even mention that Balor was going up against former, you know, Bullet Club members, or maybe not using that term, but? Did they even allude to it at all on commentary, or was it just kind of one of those, oh, see what we're doing here? You know, I that I don't know, but what I do know is something else bizarre about that is Finn Balor was tagging against the guy that hurt him and put him on the shelf for a few months. But that goes back to logic, like we no. were talking about before, <laughs> and that's just out of the window here. Man, this Crazy, guy- too. Go Crazy, too, if you put Balor and Gallows and Machine Gun together... That's like a main event storyline, and it's easy. It's written for you. You don't have to go, man, what do we do with these three? You could easily mail it in with that, and merch would sell through the roof, and you could have a main event storyline, yet these guys are on the pre-show. Yep. Uh, Sums it up great. What, Dan? I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. (laughs) My bad. What's the next match? (laughs) All right, actual card here. Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe. Matt, this will be match of the night. I really think it will. Uh, and it could be. I, it has a great chance to. I'm glad Samoa yeah. Joe's on the card. I I wonder if this is, is this. Do you think this is going to be the match to actually lead off the show? The, I, I think it would. Looking at it, yeah, probably. I think it be. would because you got the. I'm pretty sure the main event will be what the House of Horrors match. Because nah, I think they may do Strowman. Be Reigns and Strowman. That's yeah, it. That's it. That's it. So they're wanna, They're probably going to want to distance what is going to be a great piece of work that is Owens and Rollins from the crap fest that's going to be the House of Horrors match. <laughs> whatever the hell that's going to be. Uh, who knows? There's. I think the WWE still doesn't know what they're going to do, and Vince may have heard it wrong and is like, "What." We're gonna have scantily clad women everywhere. No, Vince. The whole train's back. The whole it's horrors, not <laughs> horrors, Vince. So, uh, but yeah, I'm I, this this match. I'll be excited to watch just because I like Joe. I like Rollins. Um, hope uh, Joe takes care of Rollins this time and doesn't tear Anita shreds. <laughs> Do what? We gonna see a squash? I think it'll be back and forth. Anybody? Uh, Triple H having a 25-minute match with a one-legged Rollins at WrestleMania, <laughs> you know. Uh, we're not going to see a squash. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, your thoughts? 
I'm looking forward to the match. I mean, like you said, it's Rollins and it's Samoa Joe. I mean, it, it can't go bad. The question is, I mean, do, do they bring in Triple H for this somehow, or do they bring in somebody else? Kevin Owens is going to be on the card. Yeah. You know, he may help is out. Is he still with them? <laughs> I, once again, you know. You know they, they ha- split them up, you know, show-wise. That stable could have been so great and gotten so much heat. Kevin Owens, <clears throat> Samoa Joe, Triple H, and bring in Pete Dunne, and that would have oh. been, oh, my God, that made, that that group would have been amazing. It would have been Evolution 2.0 or Re-Evolution or some shit like that, but it would have been fucking awesome. But instead, you move Kevin Owens to SmackDown. You separate so we know don't get our super group that we want. Yeah. You know, I really I don't think that that superstar shakeup happened on the one and on the one Raw and the one SmackDown. I think it's happened over the last two collective weeks. You know, this is like two or three weeks now. Unexpected things have happened. You know, Jinder Mahal becoming number one contender and stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's just. That's the shakeup to me. It wasn't just those one or two smackdowns that they were doing the the superstar shakeup. It was like a combination of these last two or three weeks. Yep. And, you know, we talked about that just a little bit. It seems like SmackDown has become the land of opportunity while Raw is just the same old rigmarole every week in and out. With SmackDown, you know, you're getting fresh matchups and they're putting fresh guys in main events. So, you know, for everybody that says, hey, we hey, we want new stars. We want new stars. But wait, not that one. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, because you're getting a new star right in your face. And I'm, I I really hope I'm with Fred. I hope Jinder Mahal ends up taking the title from Orton because it would be hilarious to see the neckbeards reactions to mm. those guys. But anyway, yeah. I digress. So who do you have in the match? I'm going to take Samoa Joe. It'll be some sort of screw job finish. Heel finish. You know, maybe roll up on the tights or something like that or or weapons, something like that. It'll be dusty finish, screw job finish, triple H finish. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your guys' thoughts? I'll agree with you on that. I think that's yeah. the same yeah. Okay. Next match. Mike, your prediction, by the way. Uh I'm going Rollins with this, actually. Okay, There's, it's just not it's it's too early for a payoff in my yeah. mind. It's too early for the that could be a great SummerSlam payoff. Seth Rollins, if Seth Rollins lost so many times to Samoa Joe and finally got a huge win at SummerSlam, oh my God, that would be a great payoff. But WWE isn't about the payoff anymore. So nope. Next match, women's title, Raw women's title, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. I'm actually kind of, I think this will be a fun match. Um, I, I'm a fan of Alexa Bliss. I love Alexa Bliss. I think, the what is she, the five foot? Five feet of fury. Five feet of fury. I was going to almost say five feet of awesome, but. That, <laughs> that too. But I, I'm, I, I, <laughs> you know, I, Bliss has done wonders on the mic since she's come up. And, she, you know, she's gone from the cute little bubbly girl at NXT to the massive bitch to an ass kicking chick that. You know, she was the best woman on woman on Raw or on SmackDown when they first got dude, that women's division going. Yeah, dude, she went full Undertaker. Did you did you notice that with the what chance? Oh, dude! Oh yeah. my God! When, <laughs> when she's with your sister, say what? Uh, she yeah, if Alexa Bliss is awesome, say what? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm like yes. <laughs> so <laughs> on and chill about it. I like her promo delivery and the facial, like everything. 
she's killing it. But what do you guys think? Is it just too soon with her being the top SmackDown person to go, all right, well, go against the top Raw person right away? Do you think it's kind of too soon to put the two top women on Raw together? Or what are, what are your thoughts on that? To me, Bailey is going to be better chasing the title. I, I like agree. I like Bailey as the underdog that to me and I've said this many times before I'll say it again this WrestleMania her getting a WrestleMania moment like that was just too soon she needs to take a year of losses to where when she finally does get that WrestleMania moment I mean the crowd would get off their feet jump out of their chairs when they see Bailey get the one two three at the end and she's on her knees holding the belt you know crying and stuff like that but it, it just seemed felt too rushed too soon with this Wrestlemania so yeah if Alexa Bliss takes the title I won't I won't be upset at all I love and Bailey's chasing it and then you know she's got some sort of chemistry with Nia Jax to where you know maybe they become friends or she's helping her with her fights and stuff like that I mean you know, there's plenty. Yeah. There, there's yeah. plenty that they can do with it, uh, but I think a smart move would be putting Alexa, putting the title on Alexa Bliss, putting the strap on Alexa Bliss. Take that, Vince McMahon. Can't use that word. <laughs> it's a naughty Jesus. word. You can't use it. It's a naughty word. What do you guys think? Um, it's just it's inevitable for the Sasha heel turn. Uh, it would have been better to have her turn on Bailey and cost her the title instead of Bailey like, yeah, so she won it. Cool, on a Raw, and she's going to Mania. A little lackluster. It would have been better to have Sasha actually cost her that moment where you're like, okay, they gotta give Bailey the belt. And then right when you think it's gonna happen, Sasha comes in with the with the heel turn. But I still think they got some miles to, to, to work on that. Um, SummerSlam is the end goal, it seems like, so when is the right moment to turn Sasha heel and have them start a feud? And if Alexa gets the belt, then how does that work itself out? You know? Yep. Dan. Um, well, you know, I, it's hard to even gauge this anymore, really. Um, and how, <laughs> how the backstage actually feels about, uh, Bailey, to be honest, you know, um, I don't know if they consider it a success the way they've booked her so far, or, or not, you know, because um, I, I, to be honest, I don't like her crowd reaction. She should be getting a much better crowd reaction right now. I agree. I agree. It could be better, you know. And I think it's just because they haven't, they haven't built Bailey up as you would build up a character like Bailey. And she didn't lose enough. Granted, she, she mm-hmm. got the title too quick. Yes, exactly, exactly. And then she beat, she beat Charlotte. You know, took that pay per view streak away from her. Dumb. Which Dumb that should have happened at WrestleMania. Okay. You know that that I, shouldn't have happened on on a show before WrestleMania. It should have happened at WrestleMania. It should have happened. Actually, it should have happened at <coughs> next year's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll leave, yeah. I'll, I I would I would go for that too. You know. <clears throat> but yeah, I. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to even gauge what they want to do with the women on Raw anymore. Really. Uh, now that Charlotte Flair's to SmackDown, and apparently is turning face, yeah, <laughs> it's just I'm shaking my head at that. You know, it's just kind of like, okay, all right. And she was this awful heel all year long, and now all of a sudden she's a face because she's getting beat up by heels. Um, <clears throat> it goes back to though what Derek said. You know, SmackDown, anything can happen. Yep. 
is the land of opportunity. Uh, next exactly. match. Exactly. Uh, um, I'm going to take Alexa to win the match. I'll take Alexa as well. Fred? Oh, you're asking me to do the dishes again. It's, it's such, <laughs> a, such a chore. Hey, I got a, no, I got I a sink full of them. I, right. I've been thinking about the Sasha heel turn. If they pull the trigger now, if they save it for a raw. Uh, I highly doubt Alexa Bliss coming off the high that she's been on. on she's a two-time SmackDown champion. I don't see how she loses to Bailey. so I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss. I want Alexa Bliss to win. But I just have this yeah. feeling that Bailey's gonna still walk out the champion this time. Next match. Cruiserweight title. Neville versus Austin Aries. Again. This, this could be a good match. Uh I think man. That's gonna be a good match. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. I, I like the way Neville beat Aries last time, attacking the eye that, you know, Aries was out for doing heelish things. Yes, you know, winning like a heel. So, uh, but I still think it's too soon to put the title on Aries. He's he's doing good in the chase, so you got to keep it on Neville. What do you guys think? Neville. I think that Neville should use that as a finisher when he goes after your face and call it the Tom Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That should be his new finisher. <laughs> oh, old Tom Phillips. Uh, uh. On that note, uh, they're, they're really, you can tell in the commentary, too, um, that they're really billing it like he just he can't beat him and they're really gonna milk this out where Aries can't win the big one against Neville and I, it's now's not the time for that so I'm going with Neville. Dan. Uh yeah I'm going with Neville too. Okay next match. I want to go ahead and get my superstar of the week, Fred for that joke. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get superstar to that. Of the week. We'll get to that next match. United States title: Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. These guys are going to do it again. They're going to. It's going to be a fun match, um, but Kevin Owens is going to walk out the United States champion and walk back to SmackDown where he should be. Yeah, not on a Raw pay per view. The Ke- face of America. The face of America, and eventually he's going to do that U.S. Open challenge, and it's going to be answered by Mike Bennett, accompanied by Maria, and oh. it's going to be incredible. Oh. oh my God, that's how they have to bring Mike Bennett in, right? Agreed. That's how. There's no other way. Right, he's not just a build up a promo guy. He's going to show up. Of course, people, you know, I'm sure there's some uh, Bucky Tooth motherfucker. People aren't going to know who he is. <laughs> they might me- remember Maria. Yeah. Well, nobody, nobody remembers their match at Final Battle. No, no one might. watches Ring of Honor. Oh, uh, our most popular stars are from Ring of Honor. <laughs> How many Ring of Honor people are on this card for payback? Can we do a check? I think there's three, <laughs> maybe more. You could technically count Gallows and uh, Machine Gun because they wrestled for the War of the Worlds and Global Wars yeah. for Ring of Honor and did ROH stuff. So you, there you got two more. There's five. Half the damn rosters, indie guys, but no Ring one, of Honor guys. No, no one would know who they are. Anyway, Eddie though, I'm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It was a close call. Did you see the news broke? Yeah, that, that he is not. And then, whoo, oh my gosh, man, a close call. <laughs> they, they recanted and came back and said it. It actually turns out he's still under contract. Whew, man, man. I was worried about it, but uh, <laughs> for the match, I'm going to take Kevin Owens to win. Yep. Yeah, that's my I contribution. Agree. Yep, Kevin Owens. Yes. We're all tag team titles: the Hardy Boys against Cesaro and Sheamus. Something. 
I think Sheamus is going to blow up in this match, and it may be like a. I think this is going to be like a no contest finish, because there's been at the end of their matches these past couple of weeks on Raw, it seems like there's some building up a little bit more of hostility with Sheamus and these guys. So it's it. This may be that moment where Cesaro and Sheamus break up, and Sheamus just goes ape shit and beats the hell out of somebody. Dude, it's um, I dig the ring attire too. Like, they're, it's almost like they're really finding their groove. I remember being at uh, Night of Champions when, you know, they had that match and they had that best of seven series, and you know the crowd was chanting bullshit because they were just both dead. And someone next to me goes, "They're gonna make them a tag team tomorrow night on Raw because there was no winner of the best of series." Yeah. And the dude next to me is like, "Yeah, they're gonna turn them into a tag team," and everybody was against that. I'm feeling, dude. They're awesome. And like down to the entrance with the suits and the kilts, like I'm actually enjoying a Sheamus Cesaro tag team. And uh, Sheamus has kind of garnered some steam from this too. Uh, he, you know, he wasn't really a fan favorite for a while. And he at one time was the guy that Vince wanted to put the rocket up his ass. So I don't want them to end what they're doing right now. I kind of like to see where they go with, with these two, but that's just me, you know? I can agree to that. I mean, I, I just think I, there's just something. Maybe this Cesaro and Sheamus become mega heels because they've had enough and they just start beating the hell out of the Destroy. Hardys. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. could see something like that happening. But I'm going to take the Hardys to keep the belts, though. Yeah, the Hardys are retaining definitely. It's it's too Delightful. soon to take it off. Delightful. Or they lose the belt and we finally get broken. Matt. He's he's kind of teetering. He like at some points he's doing version one. And at other point, he's throwing the delete sign. Yeah. So it's 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 inter- he's teetering on the edge there, and it's just going to take that one moment to put him over into broken just, territory. Just just watch out. Just watch the trajectory of how high you aim that delete. Because I don't know, maybe that Iowa crowd could have probably taken it the wrong way <laughs> from uh, Raw. <laughs> oh, ooh. <laughs> or no, what was this SmackDown? Iowa, yeah, SmackDown is the Iowa bullshit. crowd. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Next match. Oh, who do you guys got? Hardys. Dan. I saw a uh, I saw somebody post a tweet from Matt that uh, the celestial deities are speaking to me again. Again. And uh, thought, well, you know, uh, maybe they fix things with TNA. So uh, I'm going to say this is where they lose the titles, and maybe. Uh, you know, maybe broken Matt it reveals himself maybe again. Broken and the broken Hardy's return. Okay, I'm all for it. Uh, next match, House of Horrors. Yeah. Horrors. This <laughs> this this is going to be horror. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. This that's what this match is going to be. I just I already know it in my head. I mean, what is it going to be like in a in a wacky zany funhouse, and they're just going to have peep things jump out at them, or stick your eye hand in the bucket full of eyeballs? Blah blah blah. Is it going to be like the one they did like a year ago, where they had all the random shit hanging from the top of the cage? The dean that was the asylum Ambrose asylum match or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, is it going to? I don't know. Is it going to be like a Punjabi prison match? <laughs> yeah, that was it horrible be like too. Vader's White Castle of Fear. Yeah. That, the electric you know chair match. Oh my god! <laughs> the electric, <laughs> electric chair, chair match. Chair match. Oh my god! I totally wow. forgot about that. 
That was this. That was back when you actually liked Scott Steiner because he was in that match, wasn't he? I never liked Scott Steiner. Y- you, he was awesome. And speaking of him, they they spoiled his return to Impact. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Not um, not spoiled as in like, whoops, you're not supposed to know this. It's just Impact is now spoiled because <laughs> of this shit. Well, you didn't you didn't like Scott, <laughs> Scott Steiner when he was a Steiner brother. He was okay he, back then. When he was when he the first time he did a Frankensteiner, I thought, man, that dude is dead. <clears throat> Whoever he just did that to is dead. I thought it was incredibly athletic. I, I miss the old Steiner brothers. They were awesome. Derek, could I just say something real quick? You may. I'll, I'll make it quick. I promise. So this is and not and I'm not saying you guys are awesome. I'm not saying you were speaking in this sort of tone. But isn't it funny though that Impact has like such a stigma about it? People like, okay, Steiner came back and like he can't work now. Like he just he's older and he can't work. But WWE had an older guy who can't work past three minutes hold the title. ROH has uh damn near fifty year old Christopher Daniels as their champion. We talked about Yuji Nagata and you got Tenzan and all these guys who are in their fi- going towards their fifties in New Japan. It's pretty hilarious because it's impact, so you know they have old people there, and it's horrible. But there's older people like that are even champions in multiple companies. It's just such a weird time, I guess, in in wrestling. But I don't know. Just had you know, a quick little aside on that note. It just made well, me think of it. And my my whole thing about Steiner is that there were reports when TNA had him in the first time, he could barely get out of the car when he arrived at the arena. You know and promos yeah yeah so i mean you know if somebody's in that kind of shape and i mean they're and he's still jacked up way beyond recognition i mean like he's he's jacked to the ceiling on arms and shoulders and everything else you know so i'm like how can you be that jacked up and be and be that falling apart on the inside that you can't even hardly get out of the car you know and Bill then, can hardly walk through a door, though, to, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, true. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I, you know, that, the, the whole stigma that Scott Steiner has created as, like, you know, he's a jackass on screen as well as he is off screen. So, you know. Sorry, I had to br- we're talking to Scott Steiner. I had to bring in the math promo. They got the Scott Steiner math lesson again. Okay, uh, Keep going. <laughs> I killed it. I killed it. My bad. I'm sorry. Threw everyone off with that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, what were we talking about? Scott Steiner sucks. Yeah. Uh, so we we got yeah. from the House of Horrors to oh, Scott Steiner. Yeah. You know, it, here's what it's going to be like. Have you guys? <laughs> it's going to happen. Scott Steiner's going to show up in the House of Horrors. <laughs> Have you guys ever watched the show The New Girl? Absolutely. There was an episode where Jess worked at a at a um, haunted house thing, and Nick had to go in there to try to find her to talk to her. And like, he accidentally gets scared. He hates haunted houses, and he accidentally gets scared mm-hmm. and punches Jess, and he ends up getting beat up by all the things. He just starts yelling, "This is my nightmare!" <laughs> That's what this match is going to be. There's going to be some dude in a Frankenstein, the little Frankenstein head topper. Painted green. It's probably going to be Shelton Benjamin or something. He's going to come in. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going it's to be, be Eric Rowan. Yeah, it's going to be like it's going to be Elix Skipper. <laughs> you know, about this, I have an idea what they could do. So you, you got the back and forth. It's it's going to look like Hardy Compound. Hardy Compound, excuse me. It's going to look something on that level. 
Um, but I think we're going to see Randy Orton go for an RKO and a dude in a gimp costume is going to grab him and stop him from hitting the RKO and hit him. And so down he goes and Wyatt, before he goes for the pin, he looks up confused and who unzips the gimp costume? None other than Christopher Joseph, a.k.a. Big Dick Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Squirting squirting the baby oil all over his belly. That's the newest (laughs) number. I really don't want to see how much latex it would take to cover up (laughs) Big Dick Johnson. (laughs) We're here. Oh, man. You know what? You could pitch that to Vincent. He, oh! That's hilarious. That's awesome. Give me Big Dick Johnson in here, stat. That's it. That's the end. That's we can kill the show now. And that that's the funniest <laughs> and, idea and like he ever. He has the banana hammock, and there's like a beard coming out of it. And that's the Abraham Lincoln, but you have to shave it yeah. so it looks like a beard. Anyway, I I don't know. I really, I'm gonna take. I guess or I don't know why. why it, there's no way Wyatt wins this match, right? Well, it's wins. not for the title, so I figured this is how Orton wins. He's the face mm. of jobbing. If it's not for the title, it's a better in Bray's favor to win, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, I don't know. And then they just, Bray would get a win, but they just go on their merry way because they're on two separate brands now. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm going to say Randy wins. I just have that feeling. I mean, you want to keep the champ strong, but if you do that, you have the champ defend the fucking title. Tom Phillips just confirmed a weekly WWE UK show is coming soon. <laughs> That's is awesome. It called, is it called Face Fuck 305? <laughs> See, that's what I was waiting for. Face fucking British chicks. <laughs> face fucking limeys, I think is what they're going to call it. Face fucking in the originals limeys. In the originals section on the network. <laughs> Next match. I'm going to take Randy to win. You know, dude, it's, it's easy. Why don't you just call up Crazy Mary Dobson and she's fucking Sister Ab... She's Sister Abigail. Sister yep. Abigail yeah. helps Bray Wyatt win. She comes out of the ground or somehow, Nikki. breaks up the the pinfall, and does something to Orton. Wyatt gets the win. They laugh, and he's teamed with Sister Abigail. Like it's not hard. What, Why can't they do that? What, what about what Orton? Yeah, yeah Orton. Right now? You know, you got Nikki Cross down there in NXT too. She could do it. Yeah, like <sighs> you got t- uh, his actual sister, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, forget what her name is. Mika Rotunda, Mika Rotunda, or something like that. So bring yeah. back Victoria. She played the crazy chick, good. Yeah, but she Bo Dallas. <laughs> Bo Dallas. Maybe this <laughs> is how. Abigail. Maybe this is how Bo Dallas joins the Wyatt family. And Sister Abigail. Wait okay. a minute. Is, is why is Bo Dallas on? Nobody knows. Okay, who cares? <laughs> he's, on uh, a, he's on a milk cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take Randy to win. Mike, who you got? Uh, Bray Wyatt. Fran. Fred. I'm taking the jobber of the world. I'm taking Bray Wyatt. Dan. He needs it. Bray. Next match. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Braun has been killing it. I mean, this is the year of Braun Strowman in my eyes. That for what, As much as we shit on the WWE, the one thing they have done properly is got Braun over. Agreed. I concur. I don't I don't care that he lost that match to Kalisto because he whooped Kalisto's ass for it. And I gotta say I kinda I kinda like that new Kalisto look he's got going on right now. That's all he's got going on. Darth uh, Maul. Yeah, yeah. Darth Maul mixed in with a little 
Kane, you know, it's like if Darth Maul and Kane had a baby, that would it would be Kalisto. And it'd be about the same size, I'm I don't, sure. Too. I don't know. The demon Sith. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but there was a there was a meme that was out there and it showed Kurt Angle was standing next to Kalisto as he was getting hauled out on a stretcher. And uh it, just, <laughs> it said something like, uh, Ray, are you okay? And he's just like I'm not Ray. <laughs> I'm not Ray, Kurt. He says, you'll be okay, Ray. Just don't go towards the light. And he's like, Kurt, I swear to God. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, I thought hilarious. that was pretty funny. Uh, I am going... Uh, first, Fred, thoughts on Braun Strowman. Oh, I mean, I have this big guy bias that I, I'm not for the punch kick style. I mean, if booked properly, I enjoy it. Like, Andre the Giant's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, it's not like he was hitting ricochet moves or anything of that nature, but Braun Strowman is that circus carny attraction guy that the old school guys like a cornet is drooling over this guy and even new people you got kids in the crowd or shit in their pants he's dumping dudes and dumpsters you know he's believable and they i agree with you that is the one thing uh that they have not struck out on or just failed to do anything with braun Strowman, whoever's pet project that was vince kudos to them they've done a terrific job with braun Strowman, and it's it's entertaining and uh, he, I mean, he's doing pop-ups, and I mean, the spot with the big show didn't hurt him either. He's a versatile worker. Uh, maybe seeing shades of Bam Bam Bigelow a little bit, just a big dude that can actually really go and, and be versatile. So I'm huge on the on the Braun train. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yep, me too. Um, like I said, just been built properly ever since the brand split. They have built Braun the right way, and perfect. Uh, for the match, I think Braun, I think Braun's going to be Roman's Achilles heel for a while. So I'm going to take Braun to win. I'm going Braun. I'm, they're pushing him too strong now. And I think they have to keep doing that. I'm going Braun as well. Um, you know, and I think even if Roman wins the match somehow, Braun still destroys him afterwards. Yep, I could see that happening too. I could see that happening too. So that's my it. My pick is to, oh, my pick, my pick. Yeah, yeah, you got it. My bad, bro. My bad, bro. My pick, mine. Jesus. <laughs> my pick is dedicated to the people online who wished that Roman Reigns died instead of his brother, who Rosie is a sweetheart of a guy. Uh, had the pleasure of talking to him at a couple of the indie shows up in Indiana. Uh, my pick's dedicated to all them. I hope Roman Reigns main events the next 20 WrestleManias, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's, that shows how much class a lot of people have. So that's it for WWE Payback. Are you guys ready for a little trivia? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's, oh, wow. let's yeah. do it. Uh, can you feel it, sir? It's time. For a little bit of wrestling trivia. Yeah! Can you feel it? It's time for a little bit of wrestling trivia. Well, 
Neither I nor Mike nor Dan are handling the trivia. This means that means it must be our special guests' time <laughs> to host trivia. So, Fred, the show is yours. We haven't even discussed the format of your trivia or anything. We're going to be completely surprised by it. You have the Oversell podcast now for this trivia segment. Don't screw up. <laughs> no pressure. Can we do? Can we run this back? <laughs> oh, we're, we're live, pal. We're live, pal. <laughs> uh, can we do this again? <laughs> no, Jeff Harvey. No. Um, so, <laughs> in your house pay per views, I remember back in the tape trading days and like blockbuster video days before Netflix, where you were just so hyped. And it didn't matter what the box had on it or what wrestler. If it was an in-your-house pay-per-view, I was down. I would rent it out. I would beg my parents, hey, can I get a dollar? Run out, you know, run back in. In-your-house pay-per-view trivia. So what I have here, I have 10 questions. And there's, it's multiple choice. Okay. So I figure how we'll do this is we'll just run through each question. And we'll we'll just go through all ten. We're not going to reveal that would take forever. So we're just going to go through all ten questions. We'll do it roundtable style. You'll pick out of the four responses. I'll mark you guys down next to the response. And uh, at the very end of it, after the ten questions have been asked, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll we'll get the final tally on who had the most correct answer. So the most correct answers out of the ten questions wins the trivia. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, okay, so I got my Sharpie pen ready, and I have my questions ready. So question number one. Remember, this is all in-your-house trivia. Number one, where was the first in-your-house held at? Was it New York, New York, Buffalo, New York, Albany, New York, or Syracuse, New York? I'm going to say Syracuse. All right. Is that your final answer? <laughs> final answer. Lock it in. <laughs> smash it down. No, just, whammy, no, whammy, no, whammy. <laughs> no whammy, no whammy. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Dan? I'm going to say New York, New York. I'm going completely different from all of you. I'm going Albany. Very nice. God, I hope this storm doesn't come All right. Come Very well, then. <laughs> Whoops. This is Bob Backlund. Look at Backlund. Who is that guy? They're celebrating, King. Well, I know they are. I don't know what they're doing. I, 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 <laughs> Sorry. My bad. Oh, I needed that. All right. Question number two. The second in your house was held in July. Psycho Sid and Diesel had a rematch from the first in your house. What kind of match? Was this Psycho Sid versus Diesel? Their rematch, the second in your house. Which, what type of match was this? Was it a steel cage match, a career match, a no holds barred match, or a lumberjack match? I'll say steel cage. I'm going no holds barred. I'm going to say no holds barred. I was going to say an ankle breaker match, but <laughs> I figured that would be in bad taste. Torn quad match. <laughs> Shit your pants. <laughs> the Kevin Nash couldn't get up and answer the phone without tearing his quad match. 
Question number three. Question three. So we're still on the second in your house. At the second in your house, what was the opening match? One, two, three kid versus the road dog, Jesse James. Henry Godwin versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Allied Powers versus Yokozuna and Owen Hart. Underrated tag team. Shawn Michaels versus Jeff Jarrett. I'm going, going one, the, two, three, kid, yeah. and Jesse James. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm gonna say Shawn Michaels and Jeff Jarrett. <clears throat> All right. Question four: Who did Vader wrestle at In Your House Number Eight? We're getting obscure here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is before they had names; they were just numbered at this point, right? Yeah, this is like the Oxford entrance exam for <laughs> in Cambridge. This is that level of wrestling trivia. I had to come correct, right? Uh, so who did Vader wrestle at In Your House number eight? Shawn Michaels, Sid, British Bulldog, or Yokozuna? Shawn Michaels. I'm going to say Sid. I'm going to go British Bulldog. <laughs> because they say C is the most exactly choice. choice. <laughs> All right. Number five in your house. Number eight. Who did Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestle? Undertaker, Gold Dust, Mankind, or Los Bariqua member Savio Vega? Savio Vega. Savio Vega. Savio Vega. Like, we sound like we know that one. <laughs> yeah, we're all... <laughs> <laughs> Watch that be the one everybody gets wrong. <laughs> had one of the greatest theme songs ever. It was so great. Number six. The main event at In Your House Canadian Stampede had the Heart Foundation taking on Stone Cold, Legion of Doom, Ken Shamrock, and who else? Vader... Gold Dust, Yokozuna, or Sid? Uh, I'll say Yoko. <laughs> I don't like that answer at all either. <laughs> I'm going Gold Dust. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear that last choice. What was that? Gold Dust. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Vader. How are we feeling? Not not well. This is this is a good trivia. I have a feeling you're silencing your mic and laughing at us on every single one of these. I'll be I'll be dead honest with you. I did horribly on this. I thought for sure because I'm such an in your house. I thought for sure I was gonna just kill this. I did not do a good job. So that was the that was the sign. Jesus. All right, number seven. At In Your House Canadian Stampede, getting more obscure, who did Taka Michinoku wrestle? <laughs> uh, was it Juice Robinson? Because they had a hell of a match here recently. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dick Togo, who just wrestled uh, Zack Sabre Jr. at the uh, latest PWG show. Look, the trailer looks amazing. Uh, Great Suzuki, Pantera, or Brian Christopher? Brian Christopher. Brian Christopher. Yeah, because he hasn't done anything since then. 
She's done some rats at some of the Fort Wayne shows. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Superstar of fan. the week. Boom. <laughs> Dropping. I'm gonna, that's going to be. I'm going I'm to put that on at the end of the show. There's going to be a quick clip, and it's going to say he's banging all those ring rats. <laughs> be amazing. Jesus. <laughs> Number eight. Up until April 1996, In Your House was just known as that. April 1996 marked the first time it used In Your House with a subtitle under it. What was that subtitle? Beware of Dog, Canadian Stampede, International Incident, or Good Friends, Better Enemies. This was like pre-PWG. Like This is what inspired PWG titles here. Yeah. Which beware one? Of dog. I'll say beware of dog. Beware of dog. Yeah, I'm going with that one too. All right. Number nine. Who did Savio Vega wrestle at the third in your house? <laughs> now we're going backwards in time. Okay. Quentin <laughs> Tarantino style here with the questions. Jesus! <laughs> Who did Savio Vega wrestle at the third in your house? Waylon Mercy, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Ringmaster, or Santa Claus? Ringmaster. I'm going to say Waylon Mercy. I'm going Santa Claus because I read about him earlier today. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> We are back <laughs> to the 10th and final question. Woo! And this is going to decide it all because we all have zero. <laughs> Let's all put our deodorant on. Let's apply the deodorant. It's getting sweaty. <laughs> Number 10. In Your House Mind Games, great show, was held in Philadelphia. The opening match was Savio Vega and Bradshaw in a strap match. A wrestler in the crowd spit beer in Savio Vega's face. Who was that wrestler? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wait till you hear everybody. (laughs) Sandman. Tommy Dreamer. Or Paul Heyman. Sandman. Mike. Sandman. Sandman. I knew one of them for sure. I'm going to laugh. That's the only one you got wrong. No, no, I know that's right. I know that's right. (laughs) Paul Heyman was holding him back, and Tommy Dreamer just looked up like, dude, Sandman just spit beer on that dude. By Brad, he, that was when Bradshaw was, what was his name? It was the the Hawk. Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Justin Justin Hawk Bradshaw, Bradshaw, yeah. Back when he was drinking whiskey and making people dress in the hallway because they pissed him off. That was just such a random transition when, like, one week he's, you know, Blackjack Bradshaw, he's got the long hair and the goatee, and then you turn on SmackDown and you don't even know who he is. You're like, who's this JBL guy? <laughs> who's this dude that sounds like Bradshaw? Just shaved got a haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go over the results here. Do them, do them last. Laughable. Last to first. Oh, so you want to go backwards, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style. Number 10 in your house mind game was held in Philadelphia. Opening match with Savio Vega Bradshaw. The wrestler in the crowd spit the beer. Who spit the beer? The correct answer was 
if you're a Metallica fan, Enter Sandman. Sandman is the correct answer. So Philadelphia, I mean, it made sense. So that was kind of a kind of a gimme. So everybody got that one right. Woo! <laughs> we are tied at one. And it's all downhill from here, fellas. <laughs> Number nine, who did Savio Vega wrestle at third in your house? <laughs> Correct answer is Waylon Murphy. Boom! <laughs> Boom, wow. baby! It was the opening match of the night, and Savio Vega won via spinning heel kick. I am doing so the Derek. I'm doing the Rusev arm shake right now. You can't see it at home, but I'm doing the Mashka! It's actually the Waylon Murphy. Boom! <laughs> Uh, up until 1996, In Your House was just known as that. So this was the first kind of subtitle title for In Your House. The correct answer, nobody got this one. Shit. Everybody said, beware of dog. It was good friends, better enemies. Oh. And this was a match between Shawn Michaels and Diesel. So it, it makes sense if you at least yeah. remembered the match that took place. Uh, this was Diesel's last match before departing to WCW. Shawn Michaels stated in an interview prior to the match that Shawn and Diesel make good friends but better enemies. So, Derek, you are still in the lead, my friend. Boom! <laughs> two! Two! <laughs> That's two more than right. I thought I'd get. <laughs> Number seven. Uh, in your house, Canadian Stampede. Who did Takamichi Noku wrestle? Nobody got this one. It was Great Suzuki. Ah. You guys went with Brian Christopher. <laughs> because yeah, he, I, I got that messed up with. Uh, I got that messed up with uh, in your house DX. Yeah, Such rat awesome sl- the rat slayer Brian Christopher. <laughs> in your house, rats attack. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so great. Like rats can bring weapons, like kind of like how the lucha matches. That'd be great. Grandmaster oh Ratslay. Oh, yeah, oh. oh, boy. Ta- you know who gets the most rats in wrestling? Taka. The bad boy. The bad boy Tomatonga. I've seen it in person multiple times. This dude slays down in Orlando, but I wouldn't <laughs> brag about the rats. Okay. <laughs> My wife has fun rat commentary, too. We're thinking about taking it to highspots.com. Right. <laughs> you should. Number, <laughs> number six. The main event at In Your House Canadian Stampede. So this was who was the partner of a bunch of different people. Heart uh, Foundation's team. Uh, it was Stone Cold Legion of Doom, Ken Shamrock, and Gold Dust. Yeah! <laughs> Damn it! Gold Dust. <laughs> We're still close. It's anybody's game here. <laughs> Coming for you. Coming for you. Two. Two. <laughs> number five. At In Your House, number eight, who did Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestle? The correct answer, everyone. Everyone picked Savio Vega. You all three are correct. Woo. Yeah, yeah. So Dan is at two. Derek is at three. Mike is at three. So we are tied, but it's a close game still. Number four, who did Vader wrestle at In Your House number eight? The correct answer is Yokozuna. Nobody got that, unfortunately. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Dang it. I'm going to have to look that up on the network. I've never seen that. <laughs> awesome. All right. So we're still 3-3-2 here. 
Derek and Mike with the tie. Number three. At the second in your house, what was the opening match? One, two, three, kid versus the road dog, Jesse James. Derek, unfortunately, answered Shawn Michaels versus Jeff Jarrett. Damn it. Dan and Mike both get points for that. <laughs> so we're all tied at three. Now you should be up. Yeah, I'm now, up four now. now. Yeah, I've got four. So Don't sell we can just short. we can stop now. No, we can't. <laughs> it is still anyone's game at this point. <laughs> that means somebody passes. And I and I don't and I don't have a I didn't think of a tiebreaker and I just thought of that. So <laughs> man, what number am I guessing? I was. We should be at two, I think. Number two, the second in your house was held in July. Psycho Sid and Diesel had a rematch. What kind of match was this? Nobody got this. It was a lumberjack <laughs> match. <laughs> so it comes down to this. Yep. And I think Where everybody thinks first... something different. <laughs> Where was the first in your house held at? Syracuse, New York. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> We have a two-way tie. Derek and Mike. I'm gonna get you guys. I'm gonna get you guys a tiebreaker here. Okay. (laughs) Whoever whoever can name I got nothing. Whoever can name the leader of every X-Men faction or group that is spawned off the X-Men. Ready, go. Cable, <laughs> Cyclops, Storm, Havoc, I win. That was X-Factor, X-Force, and X-Men Blue and Gold, mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah, what? <laughs> All right. One of my... F- uh, here's a tiebreaker. Please be New Japan. Please be New Japan. Please be New Japan. <laughs> So I'll just say this. These two have had uh, a storied career, and their uh, instances where they actually faced off against each other were kind of spread out. They actually had an In Your House trilogy that was just magnificent. Who are the two wrestlers that I'm referring to? I can't say the the titles of the shows. I can just tell you they had a trilogy um during the in your house run, they would later go on to wrestle each other and feud with each other down the road. But they had a trilogy against one another in the in your house era. First thing that comes to mind to me, and I'm going to go ahead and just say it and lock it in, whatever. Um, I'm going to say taker and mankind. Right. I was actually going to say stone cold and mankind. We're going to have to go to another if I wager all of my points on one <laughs> on one question. No, you're out. You shut your mouth. It was Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Ah. They had the bad blood, of course, which is just infamous. And they had the ground zero match. Um, I'm trying to think. What can we do here? We gotta have. We gotta have a tiebreaker here. Well, you see, when Mike takes me on a trivia, 
he's got a 50-50 chance <laughs> of winning. But when he takes me on, he's got a 23 and a third chance because I'm 8% better than 20% of his half a brain. Yeah. <laughs> like we run that back. No, I can never ever say that again in all of its entirety. <laughs> all right, here's one. So, bad blood in your house. This was the 18th in your house pay-per-view. It was held at the Keel Center in St. Louis, Missouri. And this was in Oct- October 5th, 1997. There, this is one of the most infamous posters. Like I, harking back to the old VHS days where you see the cover. This is one of the more infamous WWF posters. Uh, who was on the poster for Bad Blood? Was it Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mankind, Shawn Michaels, or The Undertaker? Man, I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say Taker. That's what I was gonna say, but I don't want there to be another tie <laughs> just in case. <laughs> uh, mankind. The bad blood poster featured a severed head, Undertaker being held up by The Undertaker. <laughs> so you win that because means I didn't. you're the winner. <laughs> Woo! I know four in your house questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's that was a really fun trivia segment. Good job coming up with it, Fred. I, that was that that was up there with the deleted one that I really <laughs> fucked up with Shaggy. He had a that was a great night of trivia, but no one will ever know. But us. But uh that's really it for this week. As we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So guys, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? I went kind of screech there. Yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. That, that kinda hurt. Yeesh. Yeesh. Oh you know. Yeesh. Uh Let's start with Mike. Alan Steele and Derek King. Very good. Texas Barbecue Boys. And Fred, of course, right? Yeah, I already said that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan? Oh, did they do the Texas Barbecue Boys thing again? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be the funniest thing ever. You've got to find the video (laughs) online. Their little montage. It's hilarious. Oh, man. Um, Man... I don't really know. You know, I've got, I'll say Strowman, you know, coming on strong, man. Hope he destroys, I hope he destroys Roman, you know, and still gets a major push out of this. You know, I, I, I really do. Um, so yeah, Strowman. Okay. Fred. I'm going outside of the box. Uh, not WWE, but, uh, former guest on the oversell podcast if you watched the past two evolved shows i believe 82 and 83 all ego ethan page yeah he is uh he was in a feud with darby allen who's just the little guy underdog guy it's looking sorry spoiler alert it's looking like he has his eye on the evolved championship and the man that holds that title is none other than zach saber jr so we are going to be blessed with a Zack Sabre Jr. All Ego Ethan Page feud coming soon. And I'm in Evolve, so he's he's killing it right now. He's 
one of the top him and Riddle. I mean, they're both just Ethan two Page MVPs of the Indies right now. Ethan Page is just on another level. I think he's really stepped his game up, and he cut a promo last week that was titled "How to Cut a Promo." And he was, yeah, yeah. did you see that? He was wrestling some dude in some show, and this guy tries to cut a promo. He didn't look into the camera. He didn't put it, his fat ass didn't put a PlayStation controller Damn. down. He called, um, he called Ethan Page the Evolve Championship. So what does Ethan Page do? He cuts a promo on how to cut a promo. <laughs> and he just talked shit the entire time, and he admitted, I'm not the Evolve championship right now which shows how much you look into your opponents and i mean it was like he's like you know what i'm not embarrassed for you i'm embarrassed for your fans that saw it and i was like golly when he cut that i'm like whoa that shit that dude when he cuts some of these promos he's cutting are just incredible and he's a he's a very nice guy and yeah that's a great pick my superstar of the week i'm going with gender mahal okay leaving smackdown with uh, hanging out the limousine thug life in limousine Hanging up the t- holding up the title with the Bollywood boys. It's great. I love it. I love it. That is going to be it this week. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. And head over to OversellPod.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you shopping on Amazon like you can like you normally would. Also, be sure you follow me on Twitter. I am at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. At WolfMike23. At One Dangerous Dan, and I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. And at the letter K, F-E-B-E Connection. Uh, we're not going the iTunes route to start off. I kind of want to go on the uh, YouTube route. Um, I know that's treacherous waters, but there's better content that can be pushed out more frequently there. Uh, so I want to get different topics discussed there. Uh, that aren't really being discussed at the moment. So we're gonna we're gonna shoot that out probably within the next week or so. So at the Lever KFAB Connection on Twitter, KFAB Connection on YouTube, and KFAB Connection on Facebook. Also, the easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe and download on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a five star review. And if you leave us a comment in it, we will read it on the air. Folks, that is it for this week. You've been listening to the Oversell Podcast. I know this is what I normally don't do, but I'm going to talk over the music. Thank you to SharkDropper.com and our host, BlogTalkRadio.com, SharkDropper Studios, SharkDropper.com. Be sure to check them out, Paralyzed, all these great fictional podcasts. Thank you, everybody, for listening.